Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you serious? Hello, this is How to Kill an Hour. There's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Thank you in advance for killing some time with us. Today I'm joined by my good friend, RPG specialist. Yeah, me on Mr. Midas in the Pizzace. Well, my G. I'm all right, you know. You know what? This this is very interesting because we're having a conversation now right before something that I've been killing some time with happens on the internet. So uh, when this show is out, it will actually be live by now. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming out um, and we did uh, something called Odin's Hootenanny, which is basically a Viking-themed day out where we had to do things that Vikings do to win points. And basically, it was it was very interesting. I was joined by Danny Wallace. He was like hosting the whole thing. So he's been in, in a few of the Assassin's Creed's over the years. Um, there was Ellie there. There was L there. Sorry, there was Bex uh, from Xbox on. Um, and then there was Gav from RKG. So it was a good vibe, man. Very good vibe. Nice. Nice. Do you know what? I'm really liking the look of the game. Yeah. Although big man thing, it just looks like the Witcher. It fully looks like the 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 Witcher free wild hunt, which is probably why I'm feeling it because that's like one of my top Western RPGs. You know, I'm more a Japanese RPG man, but that's yeah. like top tier Western RPG. I'll be lying if I didn't think there were similarities. I think when when we get our hands on it, we'll be able to find out fully. But I was definitely getting that vibe from it, man. And I think Assassin's Creed, the franchise has been around for, I feel like it's been around for over 10 years. It's been around for years, man. So it's something that I always played a new Assassin's Creed. Um, I've had some really good experiences in the past. I've had some okay experiences in the past as well, but this one's kind of promising to be a big one. So that's a cool one. Um, you, you just said that politely. The real way of saying it is certain Assassin's Creeds are trash and other ones are top tier. I think with a, you know what it is with Assassin's Creed yeah? what they have to be careful with and this is the key to them having a good game is if it's not repetitive I think when you've got a game like that where you're, you've got tasks to do across time and you kind of want to make it feel familiar you have to make sure that there's a very th- there's a very thin line between familiar and repetitive and you have to make sure that when you make a new version of a game in a series there's enough in there to make you excited as a player who's a re- who's played the original, but it's not too different because what we don't like is change. Sometimes it's a game that's really good and then in the sequel, they've tried to do all this sexy stuff and it don't work, in it? Do you know what I mean? So we like some of the same, but we also like new as well. So I'm very excited. A title that we'll definitely end up talking about is a new Marvel title on the way, which I think we'll be talking about in a podcast in the future. And I think there's definitely a conversation to be had about how much of it is the same and how much of it 
isn't the same is is different and how that's going to make the game something that we really like or something that you know we think's okay do you know what i mean but anyway how do you it's funny as well because that that marvel title is like the beginning of me and your connection fam oh yeah man 100 (laughs) percent. we we, i had a very emotional it was a very emotional up up and down my experience with that game so yeah Uh, because i remember saying to you at the time i said the way i feel now I don't know if I just feel like this because I'm playing the game where I am playing the game. But yeah, we'll get into we'll get into that in another podcast anyway. But um, how have you been killing time before we get into the, the main squeeze of today's show? Bam, we are next generation gang. <laughs> Is that are we getting straight into next it? Next generation gang. All right. straight into it fam man right. didn't come no, here to play no games I've got one more thing I need to talk about first though man one right. more thing it right. means, right. it means right. a lot right. to me right. how dirty do you think your phone is so every time I leave the house make sure I clean my phone right. me and the missus always clean our phone disinfecting all over the phone because okay. the street is mad COVID's mad make sure it's clean well a survey has said that people Americans and I'm going to say that when it comes to phones, I don't think that UK is and Americans are very different. We touch our phone 47 times a day and that affords plenty of opportunities for microorganisms to touch your phone. Yeah. So that is things like, you know, just your regular little dirt off under the nail, bit of floor dirt, you know, or it might be things like bacteria and, you know, obviously that COVID as well. Do you know what I mean? So apparently on an average phone there's 17,000 bacterial gene copies on your phone that's 10 times more bacteria than most toilet seats so I'm glad that you disinfect your phone can you imagine because I don't I think you're an outlier you know I'd, I'd be lying if I said I disinfected my phone every single time but I do make sure that I wipe down my phone as part of my hand washing procedure when I come into the house I try to remember I'd be lying if I said I did it every single time but I'm there like quite often big man thing prior to covid i never did it i keep it a buck like i never did it prior to covid but since covid yeah. do it all the time but fam you said 47 times a day fam i touched my phone about 47 times the last hour i <laughs> <laughs> said a day i'll make you right i'll make you right especially you man but anyway the reason i'm telling you about this our phones are filthy basically got that sorted uh casetify basically sent me over this UV sanitizer that will help to kill germs that live on your smartphone. So basically, it's a little box that's got UV lamps inside. And all you have to do is basically plug it into a USB, because USB powered, pop your phone in, and it like basically sits in there for three minutes. And the UV lights basically kill germs and bacteria in your phone. So it's like one further step to making sure that your phone is, is like decent, man. I kind of like it, bro. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with it, man. Anything to be clean, fam, I'm down with. I'm not on this dirty thing, fam. <laughs> I think they got one with a charger in it as well, so you can charge your phone at the same time, which I think is good because you can slap your phone in there overnight and make sure that it's not full of bacteria. But yeah, man, that's the case of five thing. That's why I've been killing time this week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, yeah, right. I feel like playing music, but also I don't want to play music because I don't feel like this next thing needs music. It's, it's an elephant in the room, isn't it? It's an elephant, elephant in the gaming industry, right? Um, if I was going to play music, I would probably do a theme tune from the Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will find that and I will play that right here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what's happening in the industry, Midas? I mean, you, you said we're feeling next generational right now. We are feeling next generational because in the space of one week and the next gen is going to be current gen. So as you know, we are huge gamers at How to Kill an Hour. I am the RPG specialist. I spend most of my life playing video games, writing reviews or talking about video games on TV. And seven years ago, certain consoles came out and like we're getting new ones, fam. And we are in a next generation of consoles. And not only is this company releasing a console, they're releasing two at the same time. Two. <laughs> because, and do you want to explain how this, what this division of, what, why we have seen this this time around from next gen consoles, why we're seeing more than one console? All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll pull the plaster off because obviously we're playing with you. So the next-gen console we're talking about currently is from Microsoft, and we are talking about the Xbox Series S and the Xbox Series X. And I hate this naming system, but it is what it is. Um, and the, <laughs> Why do you hate it? Is it just a bit weird? It's famous, jarring. It's like, it's like when, I'm on, when I'm filming on Jinx and I've got to say the Xbox Series X, the Xbox Series S, the Xbox One, the Xbox One X, I get them confused to the point where so many people got it confused that when the Xbox Series X pre-orders came out, Amazon's Xbox, um, Xbox One X sales went up 40, like 347% or something mad like that because people were buying them instead of pre-ordering the new console. No way. So people were accidentally buying Xboxes that were this Xbox gen. One X <laughs> trying to get an Xbox Series X. Oh man. Yeah, that's not cool, man. That's not cool. Yeah, the naming Yeah. Naming the naming is a matter. But yeah, back to your question. I feel like gen I think the gen, generation jumps have changed. So like when we started gaming, like my first console was like a Mega Drive. So proper taking it back old school 
And like when we look at like the Mega Drive and then we look at, let's go over to Nintendo and look at the Super Nintendo and there was a huge jump. And then when we look at like the Super Nintendo and the N64, huge jump. And then we look at like the PlayStation 1 and the PlayStation 2, huge jump. So these jumps of generations are like incredible. But where technology is getting to the point where like I, our eyes can only see so much detail, like rather than having these super huge jumps, what they're doing is they're integrating these systems to have things come in smaller and, and smaller um, upgrades. And also, I feel like companies like Apple have made so much money of doing small changes and selling us brand new products that everyone gets gassed on. Everyone's on that, on that marketing now. Everyone's on that Apple model market. Yeah, I mean... Is it fair to say, do you think that this might be the generation of console that's the shortest now because tech is moving forward so quickly? So whereas with the last Xbox, we were looking at like, you know, five, six, seven years of play before a next gen, because things are opening up and changing, do you think that we might not even be around this generation for as long? So same way, like you said, with iPhones, it's lucky you get a new phone every year. Before people used to wait a couple of years to get a phone, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's mad because... The Xbox One X um, actually released on the 10th of November. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a minute, fam. I can't believe how long this generation has been. But yeah, I don't, I don't think so. The reason why I don't think so is because I think a lot of people thought console gaming was going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, that they literally said console gaming is going to die and everyone's just going to be playing their games on a mobile. And people still really like that that kind of infrastructure. And I also think that companies make too much money off their hardware for them to actually just bring out something that quick. I think the jumps are going to be like, because if you think there's always been jumps, like, like for example, if we use place because I'm a PlayStation man. So if we use a PlayStation, for example, you'll have, if you remember the PS3 came out, then you had the PS3 Slim, and now we're getting a more powerful one. So there's always been integrations within the console cycle. So I think they'll stretch them out, but I maybe not to like seven or 10 years. Okay, okay, cool. So that's interesting. So let's talk about the consoles themselves then physically. Like, you know, um, I got an X, you got an S. Um, I think it's really interesting how Xbox have chosen to go in a totally different direction from PlayStation this time around in terms of their consoles. Do you not think that they're in terms of like when you're looking at the Xbox series X, like it's just really minimal. Like, like, and when I looked at your S as well, cause I've not got the S I've just got the X. I've, I just felt like they came through with a really minimal design that was clean and low profile. How do you feel about the design of them? Well, yeah, I think, Xbox are, let's forget Xbox. I think Microsoft are all about creating a platform. So for example, you can play your Xbox games on a PC. You can play on a phone on xCloud. um, You can play on an iPad. Like you can play on your Xbox One X, your Xbox Series X. So they're like, this is our platforms. And these are various places where you can play our platforms and then for you hardcore gamers or the people who love that tv gaming this is a device for you Mm, so i think that's the difference i think xbox is going down that whole kind of netflix route because microsoft is worth so much money like they're like one of the most richest companies in the world 
and it's like they don't really need to compete on that kind of console level. So they're trying to be, I think every console is trying to be a different thing. So Nintendo's doing one thing, Microsoft's doing one thing, and PlayStation's probably doing the most traditional thing. And I think Xbox are like, all right, here's our ecosystem. And what I love about the S, the reason why I've got the Series S is because I'm not a big Xbox guy, but there is certain Xbox titles I've always wanted to play. Like, fam, I've never played Halo. I only played Gears for the first time the other day. I've never played Fable. Um, so I was like, you know, I'd love to check out these games. And having an affordable console, like 250 for a next-gen console is mad. That actually blows my mind. It's so nice to see that along with, like you said, it's very Apple model. They made it famous, kind of like having a few versions of, of devices. And this year has been the year where we've seen people say, look, we're going to give you the high-end model, but we're going to give you a model that makes you accessible as well. And I think that's really nice to know that they're kind of opening up the gaming community. So it's not for elite people that have, you know, 700 quid to spend on a console. You could, like you said, for 250, that's um, by no way means am I saying that that's cheap, but that's way more you know, you're way more likely to be able to get that for the kids, for your cousins, well, for your half. Do you know what I mean? Well, fam, like, um, like man didn't grow up with no silver spoon in their mouth. You get me? Like, my mum had to work hard to yeah. try and get me all of the stuff so I wouldn't miss out. And she would do extra shifts and, and all of this so I wouldn't have to feel like I'm missing out on the, the new stuff. And I feel like the Xbox Series S is going to be at a place where parents are going to be able to afford to have their children in the next generation and play all of those cool games and being able to get them on a game pass ultimate like game pass for me is like the best thing that's ever happened in gaming where you basically get over a hundred games from the first party and third party and ea that you can play and you download on your thing so you're just paying your monthly subscription and then they just be able to jump in the ecosystem at such a cheap rate like that is like one of the greatest thing a company's done for the gaming industry. Yeah. And also I just want to say, like Mida said, the games are decent, but you can also try that out for a pound as well for a month, which I think from them is so clever. Cause when you see, cause you know, you, you look at the extra, you look, I know what people are like. I bought the console. I just want to buy a game and play. But when you, if you can have a quid to play these hundred titles for a month, do you know what I mean? That can give you enough of a, a time to, like you said, play Think third-party games, play Microsoft exclusive, and kind of really get into the ecosystem. And ecosystem is something that I do want to talk about in a second, actually, because I think it's super important. But real quick, I just want to say all the next-gen consoles, I feel like the main bit of output that they want to deliver, I don't want to get into teraflops and GPU because I feel like I'd, you can get caught up in having arguments about that all day long. But a big thing is 4K, 60 frames, uh, 4K, 120 frames, they're saying, um, for these next generation of consoles. And for people that don't kind of know what that is, how, what's, your, what's your best way of explaining like what 120 frames a second is like for people? Like, why is that better than kind of having your 30 frames or 60 frames? So firstly, the, so the X, Xbox Series X is native 4K, so you get 4K, but the Xbox Series S is 1440p. So it's not native 4K, but... Bam, it looks like it. <laughs> um, yeah, it. Yeah, so it looks good, yeah. Um, and frame rates, the easiest way to explain it is, imagine walking from your house to your car, all right? And if you're walking 30 frames per second, it means how quick you can walk. So you can walk quick, you can walk step, 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 and then it may take you 15 minutes to get 
to your car. But then um, 60 frames means you're moving faster. So you've got things. So you're like step, 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 step. And then you get to the car so much smoother. So you have a more smooth rendition getting to your car. You don't feel like you keep on getting jaggedy. And 120, you're running, fam. You're not yeah. even stepping, you're running to your car. So yeah. it gives you that speed so you feel comfortable. So when you're playing like a shooter or a fighting game or something like that, like this is why this is why a lot of people don't like to play fighting games online because the internet um, sometimes reduces your frames and, and you need something smooth. So yeah, it's just basically, it's one of those things, uh, Marcus, that people always say is when you can't notice it, it's fine. When you notice it, it's an issue. And yeah. that's what frames are. When you don't notice what the frames are doing, then it's working perfectly fine. But when it feels jaggedy or feels slow or feels like you're not doing it, like you're pressing shoot and it's taking like two second delay before you shoot. And two second might sound nothing, but in a video game, it's everything. Yeah, it's laggy. You don't want that. So yeah, that's really important. And, and we're going to see them really like pushing the boundaries of what they can give us by, like in terms of high-end graphics with a high frame rate which i'm really looking forward to talking of speed as well there's obviously the use of ssds which that's been another big conversation just helping you to get in and out of gameplay quickly as well because that's a st- that's still a sticking point for me like i'm gonna throw it back a bit one thing i loved about cartridge gaming and i still kind of like about about like other cartridge games that are out now like switch and stuff is like the, how quick the load times are do you know what I mean? And, and one thing that gets me is like long load times. And with this next gen, Microsoft have gone, you know what, we're going to use SSDs and that's really going to speed up things. And in terms of optimization for games as well, it means that we can kind of have smaller game sizes as well. How important is that to you? SSD cards is everything, fam. When I got my MacBook Pro and how fast it was to have an SSD just blew my mind. Like it is so much faster and like games are getting bigger and bigger and the reason why games are so big it's not just because oh it's the size of the game if you think it's the size of the game it's all of the audio that's in the game it's the cutscenes in the game like these make the game files huge so the bigger and the more detailed a game is is the longer it takes to load and there's like you you could be playing something like the last of us or something like Gears 5 or something like Halo, a game that you're proper immersed in, Fable, and then you got killed by some idiot and then you got to sit there for like six minutes for it to load <laughs> up. Like that fully takes you out of your immersion. You pick up your phone, you start tweeting, you look at Instagram, like you're removing people from that, that immersion. So that quick speed is just so important. And it's also important for loading because what a lot of people don't know is like people play video games. Let's look at something like Tomb Raider because it was exclusive on Xbox for a while. So in Tomb Raider, you'll find that you're always crawling through like little tight gaps and, and, and it's having to step over stuff. The reason why you do that is because the, the dev team, the development company, they have to load one part of the game while the next part of the game is happening. So what they do is they make you squeeze through a tight gap. And while you're squeezing through that tight gap, they're loading the next part of the game. Exactly. You know, sometimes when a game bugs, you see that happen, don't you? When your character goes invisible and you see the world just appear around them. Like that's (laughs) sometimes when they bug it and it loads in the wrong direction. A hundred percent right. And you kind of brushed over games as well, man. You said you're looking forward to getting your hands on Halo, man. You're looking forward to getting to to play more of that. Yeah, because I said, I've always been a PlayStation guy in it. So what I've really jumped in 
I know all of the PlayStation games and I've spent lots of time in those libraries, but there's games that I've never experienced because yeah. I've never been in the Xbox ecosystem. So Gears is a big one for me. I love Gears because I like cover-based shooters because I prefer third-person shooters than um, FPSs. I'm not the biggest first-person shooter guy. So Gears is the best cover-based shooter there is. So that's a game that I've always wanted to get to. And I want to know what the hype is about Halo, why people lose their mind. The way I feel about Final Fantasy and the way I feel about Zelda is how people feel about Halo. And I want to know why. I think you're going to find out, bruv. I hope you do like Halo because there's a lot of lore around it. And in terms of like the history of the game, there's lots of Ill that you can learn about Halo. And it's even now, like you don't, I don't feel like you have to be across everything that's happened, but you could be in for a treat with the latest game. I mean, in terms of title-wise for me, Midas, if I'm honest, the biggest bit of news that we haven't seen anything from yet was probably when Microsoft pulled out their big fat wallet and said, Bethesda, I'm going to write a number on a bit of paper, yeah? Spun that bit of paper. I feel like Bethesda was just sitting at the table where Microsoft is just a, like Bill Gates. I know he doesn't work for them anymore, but Bill Gates wrote a number and a bit of paper, turned the paper around and slid it across the table and said, Bethesda, this is what I'm giving you to come over to my side. Welcome to the family. Didn't even wait to see what their answer was. Said, welcome to the family. Microsoft have bought Bethesda. Now, they create some amazing titles. Moving forward, the fact that Microsoft owns Bethesda, I feel like there's going to be some, some Xbox exclusives <laughs> forthcoming. Um, it shows you the power of Microsoft. I like sometimes we... When we talk about Xbox, we don't really put respect on Xbox's name, but you need to put respect on Microsoft's name because there's not many companies in the world that could just buy Bethesda like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of like Fallout games as well. Uh, majority of the Fallout games, should we say. Fallout 4 is probably my favorite over the last few years or over the last gen, should we say. So, I mean, if they can have titles like that, that's only going to help add strength to the Xbox brand for gamers that like experiential gaming as well as kind of like your arcade heavy hitters as well. So that's really interesting. Um, what else have we covered about the console? I mean, there's the controller to just talk wait, about. Wait, 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 oh, wait, 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 Fam, like I've told you, I've got the S. Well, you got the X. <laughs> You've got the power boy. You need to tell us about Hulk. What is Hulk saying? Well, you know what? It's, it's interesting because at this moment in time, like obviously we've got the 4K 120, which just looks amazing and what they've done is, is is microsoft has made sure that to kind of cover us now we've got some new new gen titles but we're very aware and i'm very aware that when you have a next gen of console we're not going to see the full potential just yet right in fact if i'm honest i feel like we see the full potential of consoles towards the latter half of their life so at the moment it looks amazing right what i'm looking forward to is if I'm honest, if I'm honest with you, I just want to get online and play with people. I want to, I want to feel like what that experience is like. Cause a big thing for gaming for me is community. And I have leaned more into PlayStation before when I'm playing my games online. So with regards to Xbox, I really want to see what it's packing. But I mean, in terms of, of output, what do you, what do you want to know, bruv? Like what does it visually look amazing? Yeah. Well, yeah. obviously we know it visually looks amazing. It's one of the most powerful consoles ever. ever. I mean, um, it was up on a dime, like, that is fast. Um, what would you want to know, bruv? <laughs> so my main thing is like last gen, we was in a really good spot. We was in yeah. a good place. And 
Like when I booted up Gears, I was like, oh my God, this looks amazing. But one point that you picked up on, which was super important is like Microsoft hasn't got a next gen game yet. So all of the games that I've seen on my Xbox series um, S is last gen games brought up to the quality. So you're basically getting something that's rough and making it look prettier. Um, And it looks prettier and it feels faster and stuff, but there's nothing that I've played that makes me feel like, oh my God, I'm experiencing the next gen other than the graphical fidelity. And do, and do you know what a big a big indication is that we're not using our consoles to their full capacity? One thing I've noticed with the next gen right now is they don't sound like they're taking off when I'm playing them, bruv. Yeah? They Fans can... are silent. <laughs> silent. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like for me, if I'm honest, like I'm excited for what we've got forthcoming. I mean, I'm excited to see what we're going to get for the native next gen games. You know, I think we're at this crossover point where they're still releasing titles on the current gen and with the next gen, I'm interested to see. So at the moment for me, it's about the hardware. It's about the physical aspects, how the console looks is important to some, but also kind of how, how much, how much it pulls me into the ecosystem. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that like with Microsoft, I feel like they want your Xbox to be something that you go to, to stream on you go to to game on, you go to to talk to your friends on and also, you know, make it sharing, make sharing easy as well. One important thing that they've added, which I think they've admitted that they're not the earliest on, they know that Nintendo and, and PlayStation do this, is they've got the share button now where you can share clips and videos with your audience while you're playing or with, with your friends while you're playing or to social media and stuff. And I think that's really important as well. They've made it more of a fun gaming experience. Um, yeah, but that's that's where I'm at with things. I mean, I know that the X has got a bit more power than you. I think it's got a few extra teraflops in there, but <laughs> I don't think we're going to see it just yet, man. I don't think. Yeah, now I think the the main difference is is the the um, it's a bit faster. It's got yeah. obviously a, a much bigger hard drive because you got a one terabyte, and this is got the one terabyte, five. the full one terabyte. Yeah, this is yeah, this has only got a five, so it's got it's got less yeah. but um like i did my review make sure everyone goes and check out my review yeah, please. Um, of, of um the xbox series s and, and one of the things that i really leaned on was i feel like this console is the console for people who are heavily into their third party games like for me most of the games i play is first party games in on those consoles but there's people who only play fifa 2k madden a Tekken or something like that, like, or a couple of Ubisoft games. They don't play any other games, so they don't really need to have those first-party titles. Exactly, it's not something. It's not a necessity to them. And like, I feel like if you're Jim and all you play is is um, FIFA, and you might get a, a Street Fighter, a Tekken here or there, or a Gran Turismo, or a Forza here or there, then just get yourself an Xbox Series S. It's only yeah. costing you two fifty. You're going to yeah. be able to play with all your friends as long as they're in the same ecosystem with you and keep it smooth. And that's the that's the thing that's impressed me the most about the Xbox Series S because I'll keep it a buck with you. Xbox has never done anything before that's made me be interested in being in that ecosystem until this. Yeah, and I think for me, that makes full sense. I think for me, what might pull me over though by this is um, the big pull for me is the games. And you made a good point that their third-party games are good offerings, but in terms of what they have in-house, it's not... I'd say that they're 
there, there wasn't as much to pull me over. But now that I know they've got a Bethesda, that means that there are titles coming that even if I did not have Xbox, like if I found out the new Fallout was a Microsoft or an Xbox exclusive, that could pull me over to the console. Do you know what I mean? Like those, those are big bits of IP, Wolfenstein, you know, stuff like that. That can pull people over to, to, to consoles. The same way that The Last of Us might have pulled people over to a PS4, even at the end of the console's generation. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the console's lifespan. Do you know what I mean? Just to play that one game. And I think it's really important to think about how not just what we like, what the things, what the consoles can do now, but what the potential is in the future for you as a gamer. And Microsoft are trying to show us that they're trying to give you a complete package. So I'm interested to see, you know, how we feel in a year's time. I'll be interested to sit down with you and see what what you're playing more in a year's time and what console you kind of lean into. Um, but it's even dope. Just you know, just just hanging off that point really quickly. Yeah, of course. Is even if they don't make those games exclusive and they still come to PlayStation, you get them on Game Pass. So you get them instantly, yeah. straight away for free. So even, like, for example, I've never played a Skyrim game, but if I've got it on Game Pass, I'm going to play it. Like, I'm going to try it, where obviously if I buy it for my PlayStation, I've got to pay £70 for it. Exactly. So, so that makes a huge difference. Like, there's so many titles. Like, I started playing Ori yesterday. Never played it before. Never thought of playing it. But I was like, oh, this looks really pretty. Let me check it out. Awesome. There you go, man. And also on top of that, before we wrap this one up, you've got backwards compatibility as well with all four generations of the game consoles. Um, all of your gaming accessories will be backwards compatible. Services like Game Pass will also work with the Xbox Series X. So people already have Game Pass with their current Xbox. Um, Backwards compatible games are going to benefit from the increased power of the console as well. So it's going to run at steadier frame rates. And then the controller as well. It's a USB-C instead of micro, uh, micro USB for charging. Like I said, it's got the share button on it. They've got the new hybrid D-pad, which was kind of similar to the Xbox Elite controller that they had, uh, which has been around for a little while. Um, apparently, they've changed the size to accommodate more people. I, f- I'd, I was trying to work out. I think it's a little bit smaller. Yeah, it's it's definitely smaller. A touch smaller, which is meant to be easier. And there's now texture on the shoulder triggers, which is good. If you've got sweaty hands, you'll be nice. I do not not like the feel of that texture. You don't like it? I love that. No, man. Oh, does it jar you? Um, Damn, it feels like it, feel, it feels like man stroking sand sandpaper and them thing there. I love it, man. I feel like I'm gripping. That's <laughs> <laughs> gripser. I'm a gripser. Yeah, gripser. man. But yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what we have forthcoming. But it's tidy console. It looks good. Um, we we put lots of pressure on the unboxing that I put out on my social medias. I really suggest you check out Midas's unboxing and also his full review of it as well on your YouTube. Please, can you share that with everyone? So my YouTube is youtube.com forward slash Mr. Midas Games. But I actually did, um, yeah, I did a really cool unboxing on there and a super cool review. So please check them both out. Sick. Well, we're going to put links to our reviews. We're going to put links to Mr. Midas's channel and everything else all up in the description for this podcast. I do want to say, though, before we go, don't think this is the last next-gen console we're going to be talking about on how to clear an hour because we've got next-gen coverage. All right. Uh, I've been Marcus Bronzy. You can find me on all social medias at M-A-R-C-U-S-B-R-O-N-Z-Y. Where can we find you online, Mr. Midas? Um, I am at Mr. Midas Games um, on everything, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I'm not on, t- well, I think I am on TikTok, but I'm not cool enough, so you don't need to follow me there. You're not dancing like a bad B on the timeline to Drake, man. Yeah, yeah I'm not a bad B, man. 
<laughs> All right, not, we're about to kill an hour. The, yeah, go on. Not the way my hairline's set up. <laughs> we're, we're, we're at How to Kill an Hour on all social medias. It's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Thank you for killing some time with us. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.